I welcome all of you to Dominion Center service today, all of you who are watching us globally, and those who are here in England, London, shielding members of Dominion Center, you are welcome live at Dominion Center. This second, this second week of October is a good month. Amen. And we thank God for what he's doing amongst us. Put your hands together, give God praise. And uh, uh, our service today, we thank God that he has orchestrated it. I'm talking about God. And so I believe that you will not leave this place the same way as you came in. There shall be a transformation. Amen. There shall be a blessing. Amen. There shall be an empowerment. Because the word of God will not come to you and come back to God void. It will accomplish something in your life. Amen. You may not be falling down. You, the, you will not see lightning and thunder. But I tell you, the word of God comes to you. It will change your life forever. And I know one thing, because the word of God is pure. It says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, it says, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for encouragement, so that the man of God, or you and I, will be thoroughly furnished unto every good work. It means the word of God, when it comes to us, it doesn't come only to correct, it comes to encourage. It doesn't come only to encourage, it comes to provoke us. Amen. It comes to empower us. Amen. So when you come to the house of God, before you leave this place, you have gotten the full package. Encouragement, rebuke, correction, empowerment, blessing, before you leave his presence. Amen. Because you come together and God blesses you. So I know that this month you're going to be blessed and every month you get blessed as well. I've been doing a teaching on this and I use that strategically and um, don't get fed up with this with a, with a question uh, because the question comes with answers amen and, and, and I'll finish it very soon I said can God change your mind and uh, last month we we're talking about God's his scriptures you know his his word his teachings and um, I mean we won't have time this month to go through all the teachings of Jesus Christ and all the principles in the Word of God but I I, I, I want to uh, be a channel of blessing to you for you to understand certain things remind us of certain things that will take us to the next level in our lives today it will be a bit practical and I don't want to be nervous at all because we'll be talking about some areas that um, 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 uncharted and charted territories and I, I believe that uh, it will be a blessing to all of us right from me and to everybody don't get nervous please don't get nervous and uh, can God change your mind last week we started looking at this subject and we look at can God change your mind concerning how he's, you see him can God change your mind about how you see yourself can God change your mind about how you see the devil how you are afraid of the devil and how he can rescue you can God change your mind we go to the scriptures to understand this can you do you understand do you know who God is can God change your mind? Maybe you have a, this uh, a view about God, and God says, can I change your mind from that view to this view that is based on the word of God? And we'll be looking at um, Isaiah 55, verse 11, as, you know, God's word as our foundation. Okay? He says, his thoughts are not our thoughts, and his ways are not our ways. And we'll be looking at that, and we say that if, if, if we can have the thoughts of God, and have his ways, I'm telling you, we shall be so powerful, nothing can stop us. 
Amen. I mean, if we can think like God thinks and see how God sees and talk like God talks and, and, and our ways like God's ways, he says we can speak his word just as his word will go and will not come back to him void, so also we shall speak and our words will go back and not come back to us void. God's word is so powerful. Amen. The way you think is the way you behave. The way you think is the way your ways are. The way you think is the way you speak. The way you think is how you dealt with your life, deal with your life. And so I would like to continue today and looking at, can God change your mind about your relationships? And we're going to look at about four areas of, not, not but there are four types of interpersonal relationship. Number one is the family. The family is one, family relationships. Number two, friendships. Number three, acquaintanceship or acquaintances. And number four, the romantic relationships. There are other types of relationships when you go to psychology and you go to other areas, there are a whole lot of areas that you'll be looking at relationships. Even, even our relationship with the environment and our, our relationship with God. I mean, let's leave that aside for now. But let's talk about our inter, in, interpersonal relationship, our dependency and interdependency and our, all that sort of thing that we do. This is one of the major problems that we face in our lives, even in church. If people, people may not have issues in that certain areas, or may not be encountered, but this interpersonal relationship is that is what bugging us. 88% of our, our challenges is about relationships. And if we can also get better in life, it will be relationship. And so today I want us to take on can God change our minds about the way we relate to one another? Let's look at Philippians chapter 2, verse number 5 to 8. In the NIV version, I like that NIV version. He says here, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Today, I would like the word of God to talk to us. Because sometimes, if I, if I give some examples, it can go to some areas that can be very challenging. Mm. So, I may not be able to deal with this because we are not doing a relationship seminar. But I would like to give you an idea of what we'll be talking about later on in our relationship seminar that we'll be going about. It says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God themselves, with God, something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by, talking the, by taking the very nature of a servant. Being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even the death on the cross. You see the word humility written all over in this thing. He says, in our relationships, every relationship, it doesn't matter whether it's husband and wife, doesn't matter it's, it's, it's father, parents, and children, doesn't matter whether it's uh, anything. You see, humility is the key. Humility. If, if you have that humility, that mindset of humility like Christ had, that he, he did not see himself as equal with God, but he humbled himself even to the death of the cross, everything will be fine. Praise God. Amen. That humility, come with humility. Just be, take the second place. In every situation. Take the second place. You are not foolish, but take the second place. Humble yourself. In any relationship, whether it's friendship, acquaintance, it's, uh, and, uh, or, or family, parents and, 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 and husband and wife, whether it's children, humility is the key. Not just the woman only. We, every man, every woman, everybody, humility to one another. 
Humility. 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 He says, this is the mindset that we need to have. And then, I, I, then I go to some personal areas. <laughs> Can God change your mind about how you, you relate to your wife as a husband? Uh-oh, we'll be getting to some areas, please. Don't, don't be nervous. Can God change your mind about you as a husband, how you treat your wife? They're all in the scriptures. He says here, because I'm giving you the scriptures now, let's go to the word of God. You know, I, I know that there are a lot of teachings going on about relationship, and people come up with all kinds of theories and all kinds of, of, all kinds of things and all that. And, and sometimes you hear people say, oh, I heard a man of God say this. Sometimes I want you to say, I hear what, God, what he said about God's word. What is God saying is more important than what a man is saying. You know, oftentimes, there are certain things we quote people too much, and then the, if, if their quotations, if their wisdom... Wisdom are based on the word of God. Yes, you can do that. But sometimes we often say, I heard a man God say, I heard a woman of God say. Some people, sometimes there are experiences that they experience. You cannot use that to judge the word of God. You can't clap your hands that much. The word of God is true. What is the word of God saying? For me, I'm an old school person. If you think that I'm, I don't, yes, this, the word of God reveals to me a lot. I don't come with all kinds of all kinds of imaginations and tell you all kinds of things. You know, I will let the word of God speak to me and speak to you. That's the most important thing. When you get into the word of God, you'll never go wrong. What he says here, he says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. Selah. It means if you don't love your wife, you don't even love yourself. Hallelujah. And you can say, uh, uh, because he, uh, she's not humble, humbling himself or, or he, uh, she's not uh, subservient. No. Equate it. Christ loves the church, irrespective of all the things that we do. Hmm. All the sins, all the uh, behaviors, Christ still loves us. He cares for us. He takes care of you. Just as that, husbands should behave like that towards their wives. Your wife should be clapping today. Oh, you're afraid that it will come to your turn. You don't, you're not too sure. Husbands, love your wife. Take care of them. I'm speaking to myself. I should be taking care of my wife. You should be taking care like Christ, taking care of your Think of the things that Christ, let's have the same mindset. Think of the things that Jesus Christ has for the church. Oh, he forgives you. He doesn't judge you. He doesn't come against, he protects you, he makes sure he directs you, he, 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 comes, he gives us counsel, he gives us advice. If, you know, he does all the things. Think about it and put yourself not exactly so, but these are all analogies. And so, if you are married a man who is not doing this for you, that a man does not love you. The word of God is speaking here, it's not me saying that. I'm not getting a lot of amens. That is what, you see, this, we can have all teachings on relationships and marriage. These are, they are all based in, on the word of God. If we don't get this, you don't get it anywhere. And so, 
Here in First Peter 3, 7, he says, the first I read to you was Ephesians 5, 25 to 29. Write down. First Peter 3, 7, we are still on husband. He says, husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Let's stop all the traditional things and the, and the what we've learned from our forefathers, the wrong ones. You know, some of the culture, things, the place that we've come to from, I'm telling you something, please forgive me that I'm being, I'm not arrogant, I'm taking the word of God just as it is. Some of the, maybe you saw how your father was treating your wife and you think that is the pattern, that is totally wrong. And sometimes when we go to get married, we go for advice for those people who have treated our mothers and our, uh, uh, wrongly and their wives strongly for advice because they have gray hairs. It must be based on the word of God. I listen to me carefully. Please, I'm getting older now. I'm not less than 60. I'm, I'm getting there. So I'll be having grandchildren. I'll be having in-laws. I'll be having children. But I'm telling you something. Here, here, we need to be taking care of our wives very well. Treat them, treat them. He says, consider them as weaker. So if they don't even see themselves as weaker verses, we should treat them as weaker verses because there are certain wives, they don't see themselves as weak at all. You know, they may not. <laughs> you know. So, but we need to do that. You know, I say weaker verses, I don't mean that they are weak. They don't know anything and all that. No, no. At home, certain home, certain women are even stronger physically than even the men. When the, a bulb goes off, it's the woman that goes on there to do it. When it comes to hard work, it's the woman doing that. So I'm not talking so much talking about physical weakness here. I'm talking about, it's, it's not actually a weakness in terms of, uh, 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 it's just that they, are, they were taken out of our sight. Amen, first. It's in the Bible. So because of that, hallelujah. He says, as heirs, because they are heirs with you, they are joint heirs. They are not, you are not, you see, the head, and I'll get there. The head does not mean that you have to, you are just a leader. I won't have time to go to all kinds of, because a whole seminar will be coming up. But here it tells us that, it says, husbands in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives. And treat them with respect. Respect, you don't insult your wife. You don't treat them badly. You, don't, you have to be very careful. Respect, 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 and respect. Now let's come to the wives. Can you change your mind as a wife to take good care of your husband? Let's go to Ephesians 5, 22 to 24 again. It says, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. And so here, as, as wife, see yourself as your, your husband, as like Christ. The way you, you will not treat uh, Christ, you don't treat your husband the same. Are you with me? And that's why it doesn't matter whether he's treating you well or not. Here, let's leave that alone. Here, please. Because, you know, everybody should love. Everybody should love. I mean, in fact, here, when he says submit, that does not mean that go down and lie down for him or he should lie down for you to be walking over her. No. It's, in, in fact, in submission, love is in submission. If you, if you look at, read the Bible very well, in, uh, in Ephesians uh, uh, chapter 5, verse 21, he says, we should submit ourselves to one another. That's the first. Submit ourselves to one another, husband, wife, children, submit yourself to one another. 
And so therefore, it's not like lying down. It's just understanding and love. But it says, wives, submit yourselves to your own husband as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. You wives, you need to understand that your husband is the head over you. And, 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 and like I said to you, it's not where, because you are the head, you can do whatever you like. Headship comes with responsibilities. Leadership comes with responsibilities. I'm not doing a seminar on relationship yet, but let me move on quickly here. He says, uh, now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit their husbands, uh, submit to their husbands in everything. Let's go to First Peter. I like this one, long one. First Peter chapter three, verse one to six. Still on wives. Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your of your lives. Now it's, it's, it talks more about those um, uh, wives and women whose um, husbands are not believers yet, you know, and, and, and the way your attitude and, and all that will, will help that man to come to know the Lord when they see the purity of your, of your life. And even, even as believers as well, uh, that is what it is. You see, your beauty, and he says, I like this, you see, your beauty should not come from outward adornment. I like outward adornment. Very nice. I like women who take, they, they take care of themselves very well and smell good and, 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 and uh, wear nice clothes and, and then take care of them. That's good, man. Praise God. I mean, uh, we want to see beautiful uh, uh, women. They are creatures that uh, should be beautiful. That's excellent. But here, the Bible says here that this, this, this kind of attitude that we should have with, for, with Christ, and this it says, your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, the word of God is speaking to you, not sangorohina preku, no emails. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. Your beauty should be in the inner self, should be in there, not what is outside. And I want to say this cautiously. You can be dressing nicely, looking nice and all that, but I tell you something, if the inner self, the beauty of the inner self is important, not what is on the outside. Don't clap your hands because the woman, don't clap your hands, you'll be in trouble. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> Should be on the inside. You see, there are some people, they don't look good outside. That, no, sorry. They don't look like what you may want. But when they open your mouth to speak, when they're around you, the way they will conduct themselves, you want to be around with them all the time. But there are some people as well, they are very sharp, very nice and all that. I'm telling you, you want to repair because their attitude, the way they will speak, their behavior, you know. So here he's speaking in scripture. Please, I beg you. You know what? Your beauty, you, you spend time, we spend time with our nails. You see, this is a mindset of God. That's very good. Uh, with, 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 with all kinds of things here, you know, I went to the saloon, so they put them down like that. And then put something here. They, the skin is very, very, very painful, I hear. Spending hours with money, nails, elongating them, and all that. You know, that's very good. Let's clap for the old men. Let's clap for them. It's very good. 
We want to have descent. But then here, what the Bible is talking about is the beauty that is on the inside of you. Your attitude, your mind, the way you speak, the way you conduct yourself, your humility, your gentleness. You may know everything, but please be gentle. The Bible is saying, <laughs> adorn yourself. That is why we have to spend quality time in the Word. Instead of more time in the Word than outside. More time in the Word than in the mirror looking at your hair. This hair that you are throwing about every second, you'll be doing that because when you get out there, the wind will just blow it back. So you just keep doing that. You spend a lot of time. And, 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 and that will take your time from even studying the word on the bus. By the time we realize, you'll be speaking in tongues. You can be speaking in tongues. You know what? It's good to do that. But I tell you something. You are the ins- it's on the inside, not what we see outside. And so take good care of your bodies. Take good care. Wear nice clothes. Let the hairstyle be good. I mean, wear that. Plus, first of all, the inside beauty. So when they, there are some people, when they come close to you, you don't want them to go away. That is why, wives, sometimes you're not careful. Your husband may be running away to somebody that is always welcoming them. Husbands, be careful. Your, uh, your, husband. Husbands, be careful that your wives will be run away. Wives, be careful that your husband also will run away. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, saying they, I'm not condoning that, but I'm warning you and advising you. Because if you are not careful, you know what? We Christian, Christians, they come to a place whereby we feel that, oh, now we are Christians, we're married, so <laughs> I can do whatever I like. You can't leave me. If you leave me, it will be a scandal. And so you misbehave and do things anyhow. You understand? In the relationship. Killing it. Work it out. Are you listening to me carefully? You are not responding that much. And so, here and there, here and there, we should be taking care of ourselves very well. Can God change your mind? Parents, by the way you treat your children, to be patient with your child and help them to grow and become what God has called them to become. In Proverbs 22, 6, I like this translation, NIV. It says, start children off on the way they should go. NIV, Proverbs 22, 6. Start children off. In our translation, it says, train up a child. In IV, NIV, it says, start children off in life on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. No, just, just small illustration here. You know, my wife will be telling our son these days, um, because of situations that have changed now, this, this boy is growing. And before, you know, uh, come from school, just leave his clothes there and just run off. If you are watching me, son, don't worry. I'll clarify it. Now, things have changed now. Now, because um, it's not that late. <laughs> you understand? It's not, oh, it's not that late at all. It's, she's now telling her, and we tell her, when you finish, when you just go. Folding of clothes, you see trousers. You know folding trousers is not a, a very easy thing to do. We need to show her him how to fold trousers, how to fold shirts. She, he's washing clothes now. He's making, uh, no clothes, he's, his uh, uh, plates and, 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 and he is now uh, uh, making his breakfast. It's not late now. Some people started like eight, nine. 
But before, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it's not late. And I'm saying this to you that if you start off early with them, you are not abusing them. Some of you are abusing your children and they grow up to become 14, 15, don't know even how to dress a bed. They don't even know how to boil water, which is so simple. Put water in a bowl and just do it. Okay, You know, train up a child in, in, in things of God, in life. You know, let, allow them to, to, to just explore. You understand? And then we, we abandon them and leave them alone. Can go change our minds. Start off on the way they should go. Where are they going? We should be with them. And even when they old, they will not turn from it. A time is going to come that the things that you tell them to do, after 30 days, they'll be doing that. They'll be learning that. Doing exercise. If possible, just do that. Get them to do it. Get them to do it. Get them to do it. A whole lot of things. Physically, mentally, uh, spiritually, and all that. Can God change our minds and how we lead to them? Now, let's go deeper and, 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 and say here. In Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Do not exasperate them to the point of resentment with demands that are trivial. Listen, to the point of resentment with demands that are trivial or unreasonable or humiliating or abusive nor by showing favoritism or indifference to any of them, but bring them up tenderly with loving kindness in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Let's read the Bible very well. Here, very important. Talking about parents. Can God change your mind about the way you are treating your children? He says, we should not provoke these children about trivial things, you know, to the point of resentment, and demands that are trivial, unreasonable, things that are humiliating them, abusing them. I've made mistakes a few times. I've said something worse to my children, my, my, my daughter, before, and then that I have to take them back. And I'm telling you this. It's challenging. They can push you for you to say certain things. But you have to be very careful. Amen. You have to be very careful. Why are you quiet? And also, too, if you have, be careful that you don't have favorite. Favorites among your children. Very, very careful. Also, any indifference to any of them. Don't ask me of my children, which one do I like? Not. Some people do that. Oh, of your, your children, which one do you love? Somebody was asking this on television. I said, What's a foolish question to ask somebody? Do you want the person, the person to commit themselves? Sorry to say that. <laughs> you have to be very careful. Children are very sensitive at the point. Sensitive. Very sensitive. I'll give you an example here. The person, the other person, my son went to school, playing with one of the girls. And that's, you know, boy, he, he just lifted her like that and put her down. Now, please, these are children, please. This is no wrong. It's not thinking evil, please. So he just lifted this girl and he put the girl down. And he said, oh, you are heavy. The girl was offended. 13-year-old was offended because... The, the boy said, he is heavy. My son heard it. My son cried. I didn't mean it. Wow, is this offense? You know what? Then they had to settle among them. And I learned something about 13-year-olds settling the differences that we, even adults, we don't. It was so peaceful, so nice. I went to school to pick him today. I said, where is that? And he said, and then the guy said, give me a thumbs up. He said, we are friends. We are back again. Yeah, he didn't mean it. It worried me a little bit. You know, 
There are certain things like that. We have to be very careful. We have to be very careful. And I'm telling you, sometimes we say certain things, we think we give bread to them so we can tell them whatever we like. How are you starting them off? How you are growing them up? Very important. There are certain things they are not taught in church. But I use this as an example to you, please. Don't just take this very far, okay? I just wanted to give an example. The way we say, we speak to our children, the way we deal with people that we don't realize. Children, they said, now, let's go to children. Can God change your mind as a child? Or you as a child? <laughs> or a son, a daughter? About how you ought to relate to your parents or grown-ups. Ephesians 6, 1 to 4. He says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you, and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not, and then he went on to that. So children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you, and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Let me say something to you. One of the things that you should not dream of doing is to disobey your parents. That brought you into this earth. Whether they are unbelievers or believers. Or anybody who is like a parent to you. Because, listen, Longevity is in obeying your parents. You want to have long life? Obey your parents. Children, listen to me carefully. Whoever, wherever you are, obey your parents. In the Lord, obey your parents. I know there are certain things that they will say that it says in the Lord. Very important. In other terms, they say always. But I would say if you're parents tell you something that you feel uh, it's not right in the word of God, you can you can, uh, you know, advisedly uh, uh, negotiate out of it. But I tell you, whoever you are, who, who, all of us sitting down here may have parents still living. Wherever they are, we should respect them, we should honor them, we should obey them, we should do things for them. It's very important. I'm telling you something. If God, if, if God has used them to bring you to this earth, wherever you are right now, try and do something for them as they are getting older. Some of our parents toil to bring us this far. I have, I have a mother who single-handedly, I mean, our father died very young, took care of us. When I was coming to this country, my mother had to sell her clothes. Clothes, you know, these new ones. They wrap these uh, prints. And then uh, other things to help me get my ticket to this place. And no matter what anybody will tell me, you go to place, they tell you, uh, your mother is a witch. You, this mother who took care of you all this while, didn't kill you, huh? took you to school, helped you, gave you food to eat, brought you this far, now here, somebody is telling you your mother is a witch. Maybe they've changed to be a witch, but before you go into all that and go and, and do all kinds of things to them, Pray and believe. And all that. People, please, your parents, even if they are unbelievers, wherever they are, my mother helped me to come to this country. Now, you think at this age, I should put it here on and pay her every month. Give her a salary. Give her a salary every month. 
Get you a place to stay. Get a place to live. Enjoy. You do the same thing if your parents are alive. Please, I'm not reminding you of any pain. If you lost your parents and didn't do that, I'm just encouraging you. And I'm speaking to all the young ones today that you obey your parents, helping you, taking you to school, helping you, and all that. When you grow up, remember, because that gives you long life. Not just the praying only. Amen. And so, it's important that you understand as parents. Can God change your mind? And I want to move quickly. Can God change your mind about the way we relate to one another? Quickly, and I'll finish off. Can God change your mind about the way we treat others? In Matthew 7, 12, this scripture is the go a golden rule. It says, so in everything, do to others what you will have them to do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. So in everything, do to others what you will have them to do to you. Now, remember here, Jesus Christ was not speaking in a negative sense. He's actually speaking in a positive sense. So whatever you want people, you want others to do for you, do for them. You can even think on the other side that whatever you don't want people to do to you, don't do to them. And, that, and you'll be right. But whatever you want people to do for you, you have to do for others. Do you want people to forgive you when you make a mistake? When you offend them, do you want people to forgive you? Then when somebody offends you, forgive them. Because that is what you like people to do for you all the time. Do you want people to appreciate you when you do something good? Then appreciate people when they do something good. Do you want people to give to you? Yes. Then give to others. Do you want people to consider you? Yes. Then do for others. You don't want people to judge you. So don't judge others. That's what he said in verse number 12. He says here, so in verse number 1 and 2, the same Matthew 7, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you'll be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Talking about relationships. Talking about how we relate, how we make sure that we live peacefully. How we can live peacefully so that we, our prayers will not be hindered. How we can live peacefully that we can enjoy life with God. How we can, we can live peacefully with one another. Because that's what is going to happen. God has put us together as an assembly. Treating one another. So do to others. If you want people to praise you, if people to say I love you, if people to say you are done very well, do to others so that people will do to you. It's like a seed you plant. When you plant good seed, when people give to you, do say thank you quickly. Or you wait for a while. Oh, that's me. Oh, uh, you know what? When you give, others, others will not give it to you. If, if you say thank you. Now, uh, and I'm saying this to you that it's a principle that uh, it guides, it's a principle that guides relationships and friendships. Now, let me go deeper. Let me go deeper. Ephesians 4, 25 to 32, and I'll finish very soon. Ephesians, wow. Ephesians, oh, I should be quick now. Ephesians 4, 25 to 32. I think I have within my time for two minutes. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. 
Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. In other words, do not let it go longer at all. Do not, he says, he says, do not let the sun go down while you are angry and do not give the, the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with your own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others by, according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. You know, giving the Holy Spirit now is, is actually mentioned in, in the midst of relationship and how we teach one another, how we, should, we forgive one another. So grieving the Holy Spirit is not telling the Holy, Holy Ghost that uh, you are not right alone. <laughs> he says, get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Very important. Very important. I think I'm, I'm done. And I have to continue next week. All right? I'll continue here. All right? God bless. Now, I like to, I like to say this right now because it's a teaching that, you know what, <laughs> next time I'll, I'll continue this and uh, um, we'll wrap it up nicely. But I would like to encourage you that these are some of the things that we learn. This is, uh, these are the things that we do uh, that help us to grow in the Lord and grow powerfully and become that which God has called us to become. And so I want to encourage you, God can change your mind about things like this, life in general, the things that we do. God can change our minds about how we live to one another and we will enjoy life better. God bless us all. Amen. All right. We thank God for what he's doing amongst us. And I'd like you to quickly, uh, if you are watching me anywhere in the world and uh, you heard the word of God today and you want to give your life to Christ Jesus, I'd like to lead you to Christ right now. All heads bow, please. So if you are watching me and want to give your life to Christ Jesus, I'd like to help you to do so. So say this after me. God Almighty, I have come to you today as a sinner. I need your salvation. Today, I commit my heart to you. I know Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. He died in a rose on the third day. I take him as my Savior and Lord. I ask him to come into my heart. I want to receive this new life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Wherever you pray this prayer, uh, I want you to know that uh, you are a child of God and God is uh, 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 your father. And uh, find a local church wherever you are if you are not in England, in London. Find a local church and worship there. If you are in, in London area, please, I would like you to come. It's not very far at all. Come and worship with us. We are in Wood Green. Thank you very much and God bless.